Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Feet are perhaps not the most glamorous part of the human body, but are they ever hardworking? We need them to stand, to balance, to walk. Infants contemplate them, adults tickle them. We use them to run, skip, hop, kick a football, ride a horse, to tiptoe, dance, drive, to march to war, to walk down the aisle. As important as they are, many people are embarrassed at the thought of exposing them in public. I have had my feet washed by members of this church on retreats in the past and have washed theirs, and it is a humbling and profound experience. And I think I'm not the only one who snuck off to her room to wash her feet before the foot washing. <laughs> and even that didn't help how funny looking my toes are. It seems that foot washing bears more than our feet. It's vulnerable and intimate. Here we are tonight on Maundy Thursday, turning our hearts and our minds to our Lord Jesus as described by John on this night. What would you do if you knew you had only a day of life remaining, only a few more hours of freedom before arrest and execution? What would you do? Would you figure out a way to slip out of town? I would, but Jesus made no effort to escape. He didn't gather a huge crowd to preach and teach one more time. He did not use the little time he had left to write down everything he wanted them to remember. He relied on others to do that. He did not tell them to get revenge against Judas, who would betray him. Instead, he had supper with his friends. John says, Having loved his own, he loved them to the end. He gathered them around the table, as he had done so many times before. And during this meal, knowing that he had come from God and was going to God, our Lord did something very unexpected. Instead of all those other things he could have done, he got up from the table and took off his robe. He wrapped a towel around his waist like a servant, took a bowl of water and knelt down, and he washed their dirty, dusty, calloused feet, including the feet of Judas, who would betray him, and of Peter, who would deny him, and of the others who would mostly flee from his crucifixion. He washed all 24 dirty, precious to him feet. They were shocked to experience their leader doing this. At that time, you know, if you visited a home, water would normally be provided for you to wash off your own feet, or if it was a wealthy home, the lowliest servant might wash your feet, but the host would never himself wash a guest's feet. It just wasn't done, except by our Lord. After Jesus was done with this humble, tender task, he explained it to them. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. 
So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And then he gave them a command about being a servant and loving each other. From that command, we get our name for this night, Maundy Thursday. Maundy is from Latin, and it means mandate or command. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. Remember, Jesus knew his death was very near. So he was showing his disciples what was of greatest importance to him. He showed them by washing their feet. Love each other like this, he was saying. This is the kind of love that will draw the world to the God who loves them. It is the kind of love that shows up when, when no one expects it, when the beauty of the unlovely is finally seen, when the outcast is invited to the table, when pride is forgotten and love pours out, when broken hearts are cradled and nourished, when betrayers and deniers are forgiven. Love that way, all because the word became flesh and lived among us and poured himself out for us on a cross. Love that way, because that's how God loves us. Also on this night, Christians around the world are fed by the one who washed the disciples' feet. Our Lord invites us to gather around the table and have a meal with him as his servants, his friends, his disciples. He nourishes us for a life filled with acts of love. This little meal tastes like gratitude and forgiveness, and it's a foretaste of the feast to come when all are gathered again at table at the great heavenly banquet. And then after communion, the look and the feel of the front of the church will completely change in the ritual called the stripping of the altar, in which we remember what our Lord endured in his last hours. We extinguish and remove all the candles as we remember that the human life of Jesus, the light of the world, was extinguished on the cross. The palms are reminders of the joy of Palm Sunday and in their greenness of vibrant life. As we remove the palms, we are humbled by our Lord's sacrifice of his vibrant human life for our sake. Our sacramentary book on the altar guides our worship life together as we sing our praises to God. As Jesus suffers, joyful songs are not sung, so we remove our book. The altar is a table where our Lord serves both, both as host and meal at the banquet of Holy Communion. As the bread and wine are removed from it, we remember that he gave his very body and blood to nourish us and forgive us. The altar linens are made of fine and beautiful fabrics appropriate for the joyful feasting with our Lord. As the altar is stripped of its linens, 
We remember how the soldiers stripped Jesus of his robe before his crucifixion. All of this points us firmly toward Good Friday. Later, as we close tonight's service, we will sit in silence and meditate on the stripped altar and all our Savior endured for us and this world. May our hearts be bared as well to our need for him and his love for us. In the name of Jesus, amen.